This is Ill-Advised Stories, written by my dad. It's my dad, too! Can we have our allowance now? Sashinka the Space Dog, Part 2. If you're just tuning in to this ill-advised story starring Sashinka the Space Dog, then there's a few things you should know. The Russians shot her into space. This was the 1950s when Russians did that sort of thing. She landed on an alien planet, which happened less often to canine cosmonauts. Usually, if they were lucky, they'd go up, then come back down. On this new world, Sashinka met a small green alien named Scoop, who communicated using telepathy. That means he spoke directly to her mind. It was weird. Sashinka didn't care for it. Scoop needed her help. She agreed, but first she wanted to go swimming. Anyone who owns a dog knows that when they see water and they want to go in, there's no stopping them. Unfortunately, this came to the attention of several hundred cats. That's where we'll pick up this tale. There are so many, Sashinka thought. Her spacesuit was half sunk in the water next to her. They were in the shadow of one of the strange alien buildings that looked like a bunch of frozen soap bubbles. Yes, and they've all come here because of you, Scoop said. Sashinka didn't care for his tone, so she let out a low growl. But where did they actually come from? Scoop's one eye blinked and turned to look at the pyramid that stood just past the city. It was the largest thing around. There, it's an ancient spaceship. It visited your world a long time ago, then came here. The cats flew it? Sashinka asked. She knew a bit about traveling the stars, and she knew a bit more about cats. And she didn't believe she'd ever met a cat capable of piloting a spaceship. Of course not. Don't be ridiculous. They're pets like you, Scoop said. Sashinka growled again. That's very good pets, she thought. True, but the aliens who built the ship seemed to like them quite a bit. They took the cats from your planet. You can question their choices of companions, but those aliens seem nice enough to us. The only uncomfortable thing about them is they insisted on referring to themselves as gods. That's silly, Sashinka thought. She was watching the cats. Their eyes seemed to sparkle with excitement. With the airy gaze that only cats were capable of. And a little spooky. She added as more cats came to the poolside. Scoop thought, Hmm, silly indeed. And you wouldn't expect gods to have a problem like this. See, they needed a place to rest. Apparently their species goes into hibernation. They asked us to keep an eye on them while they sleep. Can you imagine? Seems reasonable to me. Sashinka thought. Dogs have been watching people sleep for years. Well, perhaps they should have adopted dogs instead. Because they tried resting on Earth and there was a revolution or some such thing. Anyway, they asked us to feed their pets as well. At first it was an easy enough task. But then the first litter of kittens were born. They were rambunctious but entertaining. Then they got older and developed an attitude. Their playing became hunting and destroying. Eventually my people had to leave. We escaped into the desert to avoid becoming chew toys. You are very squishy, Sashinka pointed out. Is that a reason for us to suffer? Scoop asked indignant. Dogs can't shrug their shoulders, but if they could, Sashinka would have. Along the poolside, the cats were starting to get unruly. They were pawing at the water and hissing. None were brave enough to venture into it yet. There's too many for me to chase off, Sashinka thought. You need to get to the pyramids and wake their masters. They're the only ones who can stop them. Sashinka nodded her head and started swimming towards the edge. Then she thought better of it. There's so many, I don't know if I'll be able to make it past them. She could see the pyramid. It didn't seem all that far away. But the problem was the claws and teeth between her and it. Yes, well, you would have had a better chance before you went splashing and caught their interest. 
scoop reminder, Sashenka was getting tired of his complaining. She didn't need to know about how inquisitive cats were. Curiosity was their trademark. Of course they would come at the sound of splashing. What Sashenka needed was something even bigger to get their attention. An idea came to her. She started looking around for her spacesuit, remembering the button inside the collar. The one that would blow her ship up if it ever fell into American hands. That's a good idea, Scoop thought. Sashinka snarled. It was really annoying having a telepath read your thoughts before you'd even finished thinking them. Scoop swam down to the spacesuit's collar. Are you ready? He asked, pressing the button. Radio waves reached out to Sashinka's lander. A moment later, there was a massive explosion on the horizon. The scientists weren't going to be happy that she let an alien blow up her capsule. But then again, she'd probably never return to the Earth anyway, so why worry? Come on, she thought, grabbing Scoop by one of his tentacles. He was dangling out of her mouth as she reached the edge of the pool. Only a few of the cats had moved off to see what the explosion was, but all of them had turned their heads. By the time their attention returned to Sashinka, she was already barreling through them. Scoop screamed in her head as she ran. Sashinka was galloping over the cats, jumping and springing around them. A few tried to catch her with their claws, but she was much too fast. Running filled her with joy, especially since the spacesuit was no longer on her. She was through the crowd in a moment, but the screaming from the dangling alien didn't stop. There's no more of that, Sashinka thought as she whipped her head back and tossed him in the air. Scoop came down, landing on her back. He was much stickier now that he was wet. He clung to her fur like a suction cup. Where to? Sashinka asked. She was looking for an opening in the pyramid. There's a door near the top, he told her. Of course that's where it would be, Sashinka thought. She looked up and found a dark spot in its perfect surface. Then she looked at the wall in front of her. She was still running, aiming right for it. Pyramids on Earth are built from stone, but this structure wasn't. It was covered in smooth, silver-white panels. Sashinka started to run faster. She hit the wall and tried going up. She made it surprisingly far before the pads on her feet started to slip. She ran in place for a second, then splayed her legs out, trying to hold herself in place. It didn't work. Slowly, she slid back to the ground. Well, that was awkward. By the way, there's a flight of stairs right over there, Scoop commented. Probably could have used that information a minute ago. Sashinka looked back at the cats closing in. She found the stairs. They were made for giants. Every step required a leap. You see why my people haven't made it up here yet? Scoop pointed out. I'm having trouble understanding how your species survived at all, Sashinka thought as she climbed. Before long, she was panting from the effort. When she reached the door, she was too exhausted to be impressed. There was something to see, though, massive and inlaid with gold circuitry. Scoop climbed onto Sashinka's head so he could reach out and touch the controls. The door slipped open onto a darkened room. Sashinka walked in slowly, and as she did, jewels and crystals started to sparkle with light, reflecting off of gold walls. Well, she thought. Yes, very striking, but a little showy if you ask me, Scoop thought. The door closed behind her, making Sashinka nervous. There were raised platforms around the room, and on them laid out were the alien gods. They were really big and as still as statues. What now? Sashinka asked. Do what dogs do best. And that is? Bark, howl, make some noise, wake these people up. We need to tell them to handle their pets. They've been sleeping long enough, and apparently they didn't set an alarm clock. Sashinka opened her mouth, and a small whoop came out. It wasn't very impressive. Really? Scoop said. What? You call that a bark? 
he asked. If you want them up so badly, why don't you try yelling or something yourself? Sashinka demanded. She was staying near the door, wondering how to open it again. Would you look at me? I don't even have a mouth. I'm an eyeball and some tentacles. Do you see anything on me I could make noise with? Sashinka looked at him up and down. You really are strange people. And you sniff butts. Now come on, make some noise. Sashinka took a deep breath. She was about to let it out. Then she asked, You said they were nice, right? Come on, be brave. Be the hero I know you are, he encouraged her. Sashinka nodded her head. Then she let it loose. She let it all out with every bit of volume she could muster. Her voice echoed off the walls and filled the entire room. Sashinka wasn't a very big dog, but her bark was giant. Her head was back and her eyes were closed. The Russian scientists didn't like much barking at the lab. The dogs usually got swatted when they were noisy, so it felt good for her to let loose. After a moment, she stopped. She looked down to see if anything had happened. The room was quiet. There wasn't a sound. Then suddenly, the alien god started to move. One with a head like a bird rolled over. An ancient Egyptian, he muttered, Five more minutes! He covered his head with his arm. Another sat straight up and looked around confused. She rubbed her eyes and opened her mouth, letting out a long yawn. She didn't have the head of a bird, but she did have bird-like features on a face that was almost human. Eventually, she looked towards Sashinka. And who are you that would wake us from our slumber? She asked. But again, it was an ancient Egyptian, so Sashinka had no idea what she was saying. Luckily, Scoop was there, and as a telepath, with no mouth, language really didn't matter to him. He could read the thoughts behind everything these creatures said, and he was translating it in Sashinka's head. He answered the gods. She is Sashinka, a great hero to the Russian people, and my people as well, because she has managed to do what none of us could. And that is? Alien God asked. Gotten you out of bed, I swear, it's been long enough. You people never said you'd be asleep for so many years. Has our sleeping troubled you? Another of the alien gods asked after getting up. This one had a head like a crocodile. He was twice as wide as the others. The ground seemed to shake as he walked, and his voice rumbled and hissed with disdain. Scoop refused to be intimidated. Anyone else would have melted into a puddle on the floor. But since Scoop was pretty much a puddle anyway, that wasn't an option. No, you can sleep as long as you want, right after you do something about your pets, those nasty beasts you left behind. The cats? But they are a great joy and a gift to all, and they keep pests away, the female god said. Yes, the only problem is they think we're the pests. My people have been forced from our city out into the desert. Sunburns are rampant. The gods looked at each other. Finally, the female got up. She was like a walking statue. Beautiful wings were tucked up under her arms, and her striking features certainly seemed godlike right up until the moment she rolled her eyes and put her hand on her hip. There are just cats, she said. Surely you could handle a few dozen, one of the gods from the back of the room added. Just put your watchdog to work to keep them in line. This god stepped forward and nodded to Sashinka. Sashinka liked him instantly. He had the head of a dog with a long snout and ears that pointed straight up. She thought he was quite handsome. There's too many. We barely made it to your pyramid through them all, Scoop said. The female god huffed. And stepped over Scoop. Sashinka had to jump out of her way as she stormed to the entrance. How many could there be? She pushed the controls and the massive doors slid open. Outside were the steps Sashinka had climbed. The stairs were about as long as a soccer field if it were laid on an angle and made from giant blocks. 
Every inch of those stairs was covered with cats. They were waiting, looking bored, and hoping for something to play with. Sashinka didn't need Scoop to translate for her. The female god's mouth dropped open. Wow. She said. Yeah, wow, Scoop agreed. He managed to cross two of his tentacles. He stared at the god, making it clear he wasn't happy. It took a few days for the Egyptian gods to gather up all the cats. It seemed like no matter how many they managed to get into the pyramid, a few would always sneak out, going into the city to harass Scoop's people, who were slowly returning. Water spray bottles were issued to all the citizens for protection. Eventually, when all cat sightings had come to an end, the gods packed up their pyramid and prepared to launch. Sashinka was offered a ride home to Earth. She was also offered a comfortable room in Scoop City. She had to decide between traveling through space in a pyramid full of cats or spending the rest of her life with creatures who could read her mind and talk directly into her head. She picked the cats. The pyramid didn't launch in the traditional sense. It sidestepped through dimensions, seeming to appear and disappear. It still took a while to travel since time gets a little nutty in other dimensions. But the ride wasn't nearly as shaky as the space pod had been. The alien gods dropped Sashinka on the shore of a lake in Siberia. No one saw them arrive or leave, and only one god came out to say goodbye to her. The others were busy trying to keep all the cats on board. The god was Anubis, the dog-headed one. He patted her gently on the head and told her she was a good girl. This made Sashinka happy as she went out into the night, wondering what adventure would come next for her. I hope you all enjoyed the story of Sashinka the Space Dog. Now I know in part one I told you part two would be out in a week. Well, it was a week and two days instead. What can I say? I'm a firefighter EMT and a dad. Sometimes those things make it a little hard to stay on a schedule. I'll be honest, when I started this podcast, I had a number of these stories already written. I wrote them for my daughters to make them laugh, and I hope they've done the same for you. Unfortunately, I've only got two more to go. A Christmas one, and another one about a girl who wishes for a Pegasus. The Pegasus story will be out in September. So what comes in between? My plan was for it to be The Adventures of Sparky and Spazoid, which is a novel about a space explorer and his robot partner, who can turn into a spaceship, a car, or even a submarine. It's a really funny book, but like I said last week, I wanted to record it in a studio. I'm not sure I'm going to get to do that, what with the pandemic, so the recording might be a little delayed. I guess that means I'll have to write a Halloween story to fill the space. I apologize for the delay, but hopefully I'll be able to get back to work on it soon. In the meantime, if you want to check out exactly who Sparky and Spazoid are, I'll be posting little pictures of them on my Instagram and Facebook accounts. Thanks for listening. The music for this story was provided by Kevin McLeod.